I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We are on the radio from 1 to 4 after 4 o'clock on the iHeart app podcast. Same show. It's called John and Ken on Demand. So everything. Yeah, we, uh, we shrink down really tiny when we get in the app. Yes. And you that's can, where you'll find us. Everything you miss, you can uh, hear after 4 o'clock. We are actually digitized, both of us. <laughs> I've already been digitized. I haven't existed. <laughs> I got a name time. for you. What? Start the show. You ready for this? What? There's a point. Kenneth Juster. Have you ever heard of Kenneth Juster? No. All right, I'll try again. Richard Verma. Have you ever heard of Richard Verma? No. These are the last two ambassadors to India. <laughs> Get my point? <laughs> In fact, I'm looking at this list. Uh, Kenneth Juster was Trump's. I guess he got confirmed because he served from November of 2017 all the way until Trump went out of office, January 20, 2021. Since then, it's been a series of temps, interims, Donald Heflin, Daniel Bennett Smith, Atul Kashap, Patricia Lucina, A. Elizabeth Jones. And now, today, and this is where it all leads, Eric Garcetti. <laughs> The title here is, <laughs> this is a, I thought it was a joke, Ambassador Extraordinary and Plenty Potentiary. That, what? That's the title. That's, that's the title he has? Well, Kenneth Juster got it too, but the other people are just charge d'affaires. They're like the interim foreign service officers who are considered the charge or charge d'affaires. Oh, I see the men are charged and the women are charge. 
See, the French, they differentiate by gender. Yeah, yes. Well, so that is it. That's the title, Ambassador Extraordinary and Plenipotentiary. I, I, that, uh, that doesn't even make sense. I, don't I know, know you're dumbfounded. Was my favorite thing. Ah, I know you're dumbfounded. Oh, I thought I hit you with that. He, yeah. I, Something uh, else I looked up. We don't have to uh, address him as uh, your excellency or anything, do we? Ambassador Extraordinary. Or your Royal, or your royal Highness. <laughs> uh, what about this? Did he take a salary cut? What's your guess? Uh, no. Yes. He did take a salary. The cut. mayor of Los Angeles is paid, from what I looked up, about $232,000. It says here the ambassador's salaries can vary, but they fall somewhere, typically between $156,000 and $222,000. Well, well, then he so at least got a little bit of a I don't know what Biden's going to pay him, but it looks like he took something well, it, of a cut. But, I, we, you know, he was groveling. He wanted something to continue his political career as something. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you're wandering around like Tony Villar looking for a think tank. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Anybody got a think tank? <laughs> Except they were both so bad at the job, it makes sense that they couldn't find real work afterwards. Because oh, yeah. what, what, they can't do anything. They don't have and any let's skills. go back and review this. He thought he was going to be in the Biden cabinet. Mm -hmm. And then he thought yeah. specifically transportation secretary, but they took that Buttigieg. The, uh, the uh, younger, gayer version of Garcetti. Yes. No, Garcetti for was president. The, Garcetti said national... he was the uh, straighter, straighter, uh, older version of Older Buttigieg. brother of Buttigieg. He's yeah. older than Buttigieg. Well, today, he was sworn in as ambassador, and it was perfect. Guess who swore him in? Well, I know you know. <laughs> Kamala Harris. <laughs> Kamala Harris swore him in. That it was, was perfect. A, that was a real Mensa meeting. President Harris. Did you yeah. ever have two people who've accomplished less than Kamala Harris and Eric Garcetti, two people. Can you think of two public figures that are bigger failures than what uh, do you think it went like in the assignment couple? office at the White House? Oh, we get that Garcetti swearing in today. Who do we have that really does nothing most of the time that we can spare? Oh yeah, right, that VP sender. Right, but she's got. Oh, her, they're both Californians. She, they know each other. She, she's got. A, she was reading from a card too. Uh, she was reading a script from a card to swear him in because they wouldn't trust her. To speak off the top of oh, her yeah, head. Oh, yeah, I see the card in her hand. Is yeah. it a different oath than, like, the president? I swear to protect the Constitution. and the. I've never seen an ambassador swearing in. Oh, you want to play it? Yeah, we, we got a clip of it. I, Eric M. Garcetti. I, Eric M. Garcetti. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. That I will support and defend. That I will support and defend. The Constitution of the United States. The Constitution of the United States. Against all enemies. Against Some all kids enemies. Upset. Foreign and domestic. Foreign and domestic. I don't know who's kidding. That I will bear true faith. That I will bear true faith and allegiance and allegiance to the same. It's Garcetti's wife crying. I take crying. this obligation freely. <laughs> I take this obligation. She's got to go to India without any mental reservation. Without any mental reservation. <laughs> or purpose of evasion. Or purpose of evasion. Purpose of and evasion. That I will well and faithfully. And that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties. Discharge the duties. This is the twice as long as the president. The office upon which I am about to enter. Which upon I am about to enter. So help me God. So help me God. Congratulations, <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Yeah, and his uh, goof dad was there. Yeah, Gil. And mom, they threw in $90,000 hiring lobbyists uh, to try to bully the senators who didn't want to vote for this creep. Yeah, they got the daughter holding a Hebrew Bible. 
Yeah, because well, he's got some Jewish in his background. They, 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 they always want to make the point. Oh, oh, was he? Was I'm he Italian st- and Jewish and oh, Mexican, and <laughs> was, I'm quite the ethnic blend. So he was pandering with a, with a Hebrew Bible, huh? Well, that's what she, the daughter was holding a Hebrew and, Bible. So who was the who was the kid moaning? I don't know. It's his daughter is uh, like 12, 13 years old. So I don't know who the <laughs> that was a child or real like a toddler. <laughs> I don't know. It must be somebody else that came in for the. Uh, Swearing in. Harris even bought her husband, the uh, second gentleman, Doug Emhoff, is standing oh, wow. there, too. He has nothing else to do. That, that, that is a prime collection of duds, isn't it? It was referred to as a heavy and historic Hebrew Bible from the Library of Congress. Oh, they wanted to make it just so. That's uh, very pretentious. 20 months it took him to get the position after Biden nominated him. 20 months. He, he, and he may- shouldn't have it because he lied. He may not hold the job as long as it took to get the job. That's true. You're right. Because if Biden, Biden is out yeah. in 24, January of 25, somebody else is in, right? Yeah. Maybe. Or somebody else is. He's out. We don't know. It'll be another interim person until they find a real ambassador extraordinaire, as it's called. First time I ever saw that title before. <laughs> yeah. He's extraordinaire. Yeah, That's the one exactly. thing you could say. Oh, man. What a load. Uh All right, there's also stuff about Kamala Harris we'll get into when we come back. Uh, Reuters did a story with the, quote, you know, inside White House sources (laughs) that uh, uh, Biden had a few negative things to say about Kamala Harris. It's about, you know, about as far as you can push this in this article, because, you know, most of the time, insiders are mum, the media's mum when it comes to a White House collection. Yeah, and everybody gives happy talk quotes. Exactly. But, right. you know, she is so bad. How could he not be frustrated having her? I mean, be, because he decided not to uh, uh, pick a candidate on merit, pick uh, a politician who's most likely to be a decent president. Instead, he went the diversity route. And yeah. uh, he didn't even pick the best person out of the diversity barrel either. No, and he stuck yeah, he, because he, of he the... Uh, himself. Yeah, the quota reasons in the Democrat Party and the ethnic reasons he stuck with her. Uh, we'll we'll get into the details of this uh, when we come back. Johnny Ken KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. All right. Well, we're on our way, of course, Friday to the big 3 o'clock hour. We got everything in place. We have two rounds of the Moist Line to play. And we do have a hack for the dumpster. Someone we have never encountered before and never thrown into the dumpster before. Of course, that would make sense based on the first thing I said. So we will find out who that is coming up in the 3 o'clock hour when we bring all the mob members around the world together. And, of course, the French have been back in the news, much to John Cobelt's pleasure, as they fight against the lowering of the pension retirement age in a country they've taken to the streets to uh, get angry. They've had maybe a million people protesting in the streets. Well, yeah, it affects anybody that's going to reach retirement age. So There's sir, something wrong with those French 64 people. 64 is way too late. Those French guys, there's something, they're just screw loose. What do you mean? You're screaming in the streets night after night after night because they're telling you there's no benefits till you're 64? Yeah, they got to wait for their retirement really? money. Well, yeah, there's a lot to do in France. Well, Drink uh, wine. No, I, no I'm, I'm being serious. Like, what could compel people in such huge numbers to be that angry and violent over something like, oh, uh, 
30 years from now, you might have to, uh, you know, it's not even you have to retire. You're not going to get benefits for till 64. Yep. I mean, if yeah. somebody told me that when I was 30, I'd just stare at him. It's like, I don't care. Do they get reduced benefits if they retire early? I don't or they can't know. get anything until they're 64. I don't know. And the alternative is, you know, the uh, pension system goes bankrupt. So I... How oh, they always I guess, say that? Just print more francs or euros. Yeah, just print more money because that, that works well. That's what no, we do. But seriously, why are they so emotionally involved with their retirement age or the, or the, what day they, they get Because their it's pension. a lifestyle. They've watched their parents and others before them retire younger, so they don't want to give that and, up. And, and, and do what? What are all these people doing? I'm just sitting home rotting? Well, in this country, people play golf and travel. I don't oh, know that's exciting, playing golf. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Hit a ball. Yeah, you really walk, are. Ant- you hit are another ball. Retirement. What? You are. Well, because I'm, 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 I'm asking. Well, so what's geared up? It's like what? What is? Calm down already. What so is what? the payoff? No, I'm trying to understand them. They're Some the people ones are upset. not so tethered to work that they want to sit in an office for the rest of their lives or well, a cubicle. So. They have crap jobs. I understand, but. But, but a lot of people do have crap jobs. Yes, are, they okay. can't all have a talk show like so, you. So, so they no. Do you do you understand why they would be that passionate? Do, I don't. I don't think most thirty year olds. If they had been planning this, yeah, I could see why they're pretty passionate. Who do you know at age thirty? Although was, I guess it. What did it move? Two years though. Yeah. Was it sixty two? Sixty two to sixty four. Yeah. Do you, you know, when I wouldn't make me that crazy. But. Did you know anybody at thirty who had any concept of what they were doing when they were sixty? I, I mean, do. You do? I do. Uh, she's on KFI from uh, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Shannon Shan- Farron. Shannon she- Farron has talked to me numerous times about how nice it will be to live in a retirement community and call up your friends and maybe play golf or tennis or go out to a movie. <laughs> oh, she'd go on really? and on. And she's I think already- she wants to ride the little golf cart around. She's and- already plotting her 60s. Oh, and this is 10 years ago, so I think she was like 30 then. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ask her someday if you see her in the hallway. She'll tell you how much she's had loved the thought of that. And I looked at her because she's a bit younger than me. And I'm like, really? All right. I never get that worked up over it. But, oh, yeah. Right. Would, it's right. going to be great. I don't know anybody. Everybody I knew at 30 hadn't even figured out what they were doing in their 30s. I don't even know what I'm doing now. Yeah. So these people aren't 30 years old that are protesting, are they? Well, they look young. No, I, it's, I it, haven't looked at all of them. Because the people on the upper end, they're grandfathered in. They're, they're not cutting off 61-year-olds yeah. from their pension. So it, it, it's it's young people, because only only 30-year-olds or 25-year-olds would have the energy to do what they're doing. Do you see, they th- there's a garbage strike going on in, in France, and they've set fire to all these huge piles of garbage all over the place. So big fires are burning. Mm-hmm. That is the most outrageous, over-the-top reaction to something that's really trivial that I've ever seen. <laughs> I fired I, up. You know, Europe really embraces like the four day work week and shorter work weeks. They've, they've been like that for years. And of course, everybody, I still think, takes off like all of August. So they have a different work ethic than we do. And they think we're crazy. They think Americans, although you and I see too many slobs here that don't seem to work at all. But <laughs> I, it's it's a different uh, side of the world. Yeah, course, I, I, I don't I don't think there's much of a work ethic, especially in I mean, the last America years. going back to its puritanical roots was really about the work ethic. Well, you had to, to survive. The immigrants that came here. Well, well, 90% of the people who were already here worked on farms, mostly family farms. So you and everybody else in the family had to work all day and night or you'd starve, you'd die. And that, that, and, and the, the, there was nothing else to do anyway, right? There was no electricity. 
There was no entertainment. And, and, and you had to produce food for your family and then take the extra food and trade it, you know, at the market in, in, in the village. Yeah. And then, yes, the people who came, like my mother's immigrants, uh, uh, immigrant parents, they, the, the southern Poland was, was like famine times there. People were pouring out of Italy and Poland and other countries because there literally was no money, no jobs, no food. And that's why they came here. All right, so now there's a story from Reuters that's getting some attention today. The category or the title is Tethered Together, Biden and Harris Move Towards 2024 Re-Election Run. And the key word there is tethered. Starts right off by saying Harris may not have won over America in her first two years of office. There's an understatement. But she's staying put by Biden's side, despite low poll ratings, a failure to win over the Washington establishment, and then the big part of the story, concern among fellow Democrats about an underwhelming start in the job. These are all uh, very charitable ways you, to put it, aren't they? You know, here's the thing. <laughs> she wasn't qualified to be vice president. She does not have the intelligence. She does not have the political instincts. Um, she she has she can't talk she, off the top and, of her head and she and, cannot rouse people or get people enthusiastic about sounding weird. And uh, well, I either th- like a teenage look, girl squealing. Look, I don't know anybody who talks like she does out loud. The I circular mean, thing. Most people are not public speakers. I have never heard anybody talk like that. I am telling you she's puffing on something. That, that, I have, but it would probably be a teenage girl. And I'm not trying to knock all teenage girls, but sometimes that is the manner. They'll talk circular. Uh, at least Harris doesn't do a lot of ums and a lot of okays no, but it's and all, likes. It's it, in for Women's History Month. Month the history of women is uh, very historical as we celebrate the history of women in Women's History Month. Yeah, that is the a, circular. A, talk. Okay, I've never heard that before. That that's its own thing. That's what, someone who cannot talk off the top of their head, and instead one word gets trapped in there, well, and they just keep repeating it you, in a fashion like that. You can't be a president. Unless you're speaking publicly and communicating with the world. You can't sit there and speak nonsense. Well, I think Biden does half the time. So, Well, yeah, but he also should not be president. I mean, the two of them should not be in office. Clearly. As a matter of fact, this story they, says that Biden has to run because he doesn't think any other Democrat can beat Trump but him. There's an ego trip. Uh, he also is underwhelmed by her, too, according to insiders. He doesn't think that she stepped up. Risen to the occasion, I guess is the phrase they use. Well, you know, you know what what the story, inside story on her was, yeah. and and this goes back to her days here in California as a senator. She has no ability to um, immerse herself in the details of a, uh, a a briefing report. Yeah, it says she doesn't care about details of policy. Okay, so she and then it says she gets angry later because there's some things that come up and she didn't know, and she's like, "Why didn't yeah. you tell me?" Well, yeah. we tried to, but well, you didn't. Want okay, to hear it. Well, what does that tell you? That that, that tells you somebody who who they is, said that about but, Trump too. He didn't want to hear details, right? And, and you know what? That that's emotionally unbalanced. First of all, to blame people because you have a shortcoming, and there are a lot of ways to absorb information. If you don't have the patience to read, you know, a document, right? Maybe it's written too technically or in a very dense, dull way. They, you can, you can have somebody explain it to you. You can look at a video. You could listen to uh, audio. You know, there, there's all kinds of alternate ways just in case you've got dyslexia or something and you can't read very well. All right. But 
the fact that she can't focus enough to read a, a, a briefing book, and she also can't seem to focus enough to utter a public sentence. I'm sorry. When you see people like that, you think, okay, there's some kind of brain damage going on here. This is not somebody you want running anything because she doesn't take in information well and process it, and she can't give out information well. Well, so what do you have here? She says of- silly, foolish things. You do need a minimum amount of intelligence and a minimum amount of speaking skills to be president. Unfortunately, because of the politics of the party, there is no way he's dropping her. She's black. She's Asian. She's a female. Okay. And this is why I think this whole woke virus has has been was 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 unleashed in a laboratory by some enemy that wanted to completely undermine America. Because what made America great was was we rewarded merit. And we rewarded merit in everything. Your school grades, performance reviews at work, athletics, based on your statistics. It was a merit-based society. And the best people got the best positions. There have been some egregious exceptions, of course, in history. But for the most part, that was the culture. And then, not too long ago, merit was completely undermined. And we went to all kinds of woke systems. Uh, based on uh, what 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 kind of body part you have between in your legs and what you do with the body part, right? Right. Well, what are you going to get when you throw merit out the door? What do you get? It's going to be random. You're, you're going to get random. You're going to get random. You get some people are just just as good as if it was merit. And you're going to get some that are complete duds. Right. Right. But you 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 can't run a business that way. You can't run a country that way. If you because it's not just getting the best, but you have equity. Equity doesn't pay the bills. Equity doesn't guide a nation through a crisis. It's more about profits and success. It's about equity. I'm, All right, we got we got to take a break. We got more coming up. John and Ken KFI AM six forty live everywhere the iHeart Radio app. That is what's going to destroy us. Do you love Selena? Like really love. Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM 640. After four o'clock, uh, you could hear the show as a podcast. John and Ken on demand on the iHeart app. There you go. Lots of John and Ken today, including some of the listeners. The Moist Line will be here in the three o'clock hour, along with a hack to throw into the dumpster. We'll be talking about the firing squad. It's a great show. All right, right now, though, we turn our attention to another nutty bill in Sacramento, which ties into a story we're going to play. In fact, I think we're going to play the new story first. It is a police chase that got pretty rowdy when it turns out, John, it's a woman. And uh, we have audio from NBC4 helicopter reporter Elena Moreno. This uh, started in Ventura County and ended up in Sherman Oaks. Uh, <coughs> they eventually had to throw down the old spike strip. And even then, they couldn't get this woman uh, to comply. So the reason we're going to play the story and talk about the story is they use the good old canine to race in there. And, well, depending on whose version you believe, it either ripped her sweater or her pants off. I got two well, Let's play Channel 4. This was a very lengthy chase out of Ventura County. It started in Moore Park after Ventura County Sheriff's deputies spotted what they believed to be a stolen car that had been taken from Camarillo. They gave chase of that vehicle, that blue Subaru. A woman was behind the wheel, and she led officers on that chase on the southbound 101. It wasn't a very fast chase, which gave CHP officers the opportunity to set out a, a spike strip, and she eventually ran over that spike strip with actually deflated the front tire on the driver's side. She continued on though, but eventually the vehicle started smoking, and after it started smoking was when we realized that that tire completely just fell off the vehicle. That eventually forced the driver to pull over on the Woodman exit of the southbound 101 freeway where CHP officers saw their opportunity to pit the vehicle, and eventually that disabled the car, but the woman stayed in the vehicle for a few minutes before she exited but even after she exited she still wasn't complying which forced the officers to send in the police dog eventually the police dog took down that woman and chp officers were able to move in for the arrest now she did suffer a dog bite so for that reason the la city fire department is now on scene tending to her injuries now channel four says it ripped her pants off mm -hmm. channel five says it got her sweater off i don't know if it was maybe both, got or... both yeah uh maybe Deborah Mark, what do you think of police dogs? You don't like this? Well, I actually saw that video, and I, I, well, feel, I just mean in general. What did you think? Was it the, the pants use of the canine? Oh, oh, oh. I feel bad for the dogs. 
I really what I do. I oh, feel bad for the dogs. Okay. I feel yeah. bad for the dogs. I do because they're, they're doing a service. I, no, I, I understand that, but I don't like when they go through windows and they and they do they have to do certain things that are very dangerous. In this case, well, they're, they're that was excited. pretty benign. They're they're they're. I know they're trained for that, but you know what? They didn't ask to be a, a police dog. I'm okay with when they don't get they hurt. They didn't ask. Well, they didn't. Well, you know, we now have to interview every dog. What job would you like? I don't want to have a job. I want a nap. They off. Then there they are times they, they when, when those dogs, they, they've died. They've, they've well, been killed. They're like yeah, police. It's pretty shouts. rare, though. It's but, pretty but it's rare. like police officers and firemen. I know, but I don't like when they get, like I said, if they're going to go through a window and they, and they, and they get, uh, you know, they get scratched up because of the glass. I, f- I feel oh. bad. In this case, I saw it, and it was, it was pretty benign. I saw the dog just biting the woman. Do you ever look at the other side of this, though? You ever see police dogs sometimes are very proud of the work they do? I know you believe that dogs actually have feelings and emotions. Well, I'm trying to appeal to that because I have seen, and there are ceremonies to retire them, and they look really happy and alert. And they're just they happy the job with the and, attention they're and, getting. And the, yeah, that, that's right. But because, also the focus gives them, like John was just talking about the French retiring, the focus of, of the job does give them something to do that makes them feel really wanted and, and important. Let's I just say not. I'm not as upset about police dogs as I am about other situations where we talk about animals, but I do feel bad when they're killed and when they go in dangerous situations. Okay, it's pretty rare, though, Deborah. It is pretty rare when a police dog is killed. It happens. I'm not saying it doesn't, but in all the times they're used, I know it's pretty rare. I so like the it reason when they rip a big chunk of flesh. Out well, of she the bad got guy. bit apparently. Yeah, that that's good. When was the last well, time we sometimes had a, the criminals well, sue for that? When was the last time we had a woman though on a on a police chase? It's been a I, while. I, I can't remember and one that, that would not give up like this. Yeah, I mean, even half the guys lay down and surrender. This I don't, woman is like, uh, nope. I don't remember a woman getting the police dog treatment. So the police dogs are also in the news because the California Assembly Public Safety Committee has approved a bill that would ban them. So what you just heard right there, if this bill passes, cannot happen again. They could not be used for arrests, apprehensions, and and crowd control. And the reason is it's racist. I'll pause because I know that sounds absurd, but that's that's the reason behind the bill. Well, they're using, you know what? They're using this racism charge to dismantle everything in the justice system because black men, few black women, but mostly black men disproportionately get arrested. So you can use racism as the excuse to tear apart everything in the justice system. Instead of looking at it accurately that, no, that just happens to be Whoever committed the crime, regardless of the color of their skin. Well, they're even going back further, claiming that they were first used as slave catchers. Things that happened 170 years ago have no bearing on what happens today. A violent carryover from America's dark past. Yeah, that's, you know, that's just overheated rhetoric. And then in the 60s, they were used to quell the civil rights movement, is the claim. Well, you could you could never, ever enforce the law again if you are going to go through human history and point out every time there was excessive an excessive police response. Oh yeah, response. If, if everything that was so, used during the civil, what, what, uh, or rather during the uh, you, slavery days, is banned, right? You, you can't argue this on their level because their level, it, their purpose is to dismantle the entire system, and the excuse they use is uh, historical racism. But that's really not what upsets them. They weren't here for that. What they're upset about is that we have. A justice system. We have a police force. 
they want it dismantled. They want to remove another tool they, that they, we use they, to catch people. This is right? like getting rid of merit in society. It's about dismantling a, an illegitimate nation. And they're going after, They have. Uh, it's a many-pronged attack. Part of it is undermining our university system. Part of it's undermining our political system, our media system. Our, corp, our corporations now have gone woke. And so now the infection is spread anywhere. And you have to get rid of... I mean, there, there are abolish the police groups, obviously. There's abolish the prison groups. There's abolish ICE groups. They are about bulldozing everything, but they need a hook. They need an argument that they think are going to resonate with some people. So it's the all-purpose racism hook. Yeah. Look, look. I, I, the suspects are the perpetrators of the perpetrators, regardless of the color of skin. Do you think they'll object if they switch to like a robot dog, which they've been? Discussing? No, they were going to ban robot uh, dogs uh, a few weeks ago here in L.A. No, they weren't going to ban them. They were going to talk about bringing them in. No, no, no. There was there was some kind of uh, they were they were going to restrict them. Yeah, but I thought the discussion was because San Francisco's doing this too. They're thinking about bringing in. Uh, robots that have explosives and then robot dogs. And I thought that was the Well, there was a group against that, the robots. And it's the same thing. They're claiming racism. Like the robots would know what color. I mean, the whole color of skin thing, again, is a distraction. It leads you down a bad path because everybody's scared of being called racist and everybody's uncomfortable with talking about it out loud. So that's why you change the dynamic to, okay, it, it, it did they commit the crime or not? Right. All right. And if it turns out that more blacks than whites or more whites than blacks, that's completely irrelevant because skin color does not determine that you're going to commit a crime. Well, what's important is it's another first. California would apparently be the first state to adopt this type of restriction on police dog use. Just they could still be used for search and rescue and other operations, but, but not for arrests, apprehensions or crowd control. It's the other thing I'm talking. We're always talking about it's incremental. By itself, it doesn't sound like the biggest deal in the world. But on top of everything else, like I think they passed a bill restricting when police could use deadly force a year or two ago, right? Yeah, Just they did. Every few months, they take away another weapon from the police. Because and they it, exaggerate all the encounters that go wrong. They make it sound like but, this is but, an everyday occurrence but, where police and, are out there beating the public up for no reason. And they do that on purpose. They exaggerate on purpose because the media amplifies the exaggerations. And it's another step toward destroying our, our way of life, our system now, of government, our system of justice. That's what they are doing now, right in front of our eyes, little by little every day. And only if you look back on what life was like even five years ago, certainly 10 years ago, you can see how much damage they've done. And one of the, and this is a genius trick of theirs, is they just do this a little at a time. And now, let me go to the dog lady. Is it okay if we use the dogs for like rescue operations? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm like when I'm they okay search in the that. rubble after an earthquake yes, for you? Yes. Yes. I'm okay with that. Okay. Just want to make sure that they can do something that well, it depends who they're rescuing. What does that mean? Some people Someone, I would want to sacrifice a dog. Oh, well, yeah, want them uh, yes, that Someone goes you don't without like. saying. Yeah, right. All right, we got more coming up. Johnny Ken KFI. <laughs> I couldn't figure that out. If I AM's. was the ruler, that would be the criteria. Is it somebody I like or not? <laughs> they all come to you first with mm -hmm. the list, right. right? Johnny Ken KFI AM six forty. We're live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM six forty. Well, we're officially on verdict watch, John. Uh, just a little while ago, the jury got the case of Mark Ridley Thomas. Uh, this, of course, is the Los Angeles City Council member who was suspended 
But when he was on the Board of Supervisors, the feds got him, accusing him of handing over some contracts to USC School of Social Work in return for a whole bunch of stuff for his uh, dud son, Sebastian Ridley Thomas. And I like the way the, uh, the prosecutor kind of finished up today by saying the only question for you, referring to the jury, was the defendant doing these things for Marilyn, Frins, Marilyn Flynn so that she would do things for him? And the next question is, do you think he knew that? That does kind of simplify it, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 19 counts. 19 counts against Ridley Thomas. It's, but, you know, John and I know what juries are about. And, man, just takes one person to say, I'm not buying this. Well, because the juries are largely made up. I mean, my friend was just on a call to jury duty recently. Uh, and and one day he had to show up. Uh, and he was sit- and I said, so uh, what was the makeup uh, of, the, of the jurors or potential jurors? And he said, either really old or government workers. Well, what does that tell you? How does he know they're government workers? Because uh, he, he heard them them talking. Oh, I yeah. see. Yeah. Well, they, they do get more leave time for jury right. duty. They, they, because it's, it's another it's, government branch, government and, workers, and, they're more generous in and, giving people, and the, they believe it's a good civic duty. And, Whereas private companies are like, no, 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 you're not taking time off to stand up. No, what if they, they call you and you're gone for months? They don't think it's a good civic duty. Don't even it's, show up. It's government workers are the laziest workers in our in our whole society No, but i mean their bosses and whoever runs the department and the agency says well yeah we'll participate because uh we're all government i wonder if that, i wonder if that's a union benefit that they well, ask maybe for, it could for, be for, i don't know but they don't you know this is a crowd that doesn't want to work and now they can get you know two weeks four weeks six weeks off you know it's, it's the same crowd that was striking in the streets all week they don't want to work they're now, t- this is a federal jury, so it might be a little better you know, pick of people. Then no. I think your friend probably just went for the county, right? Now you get, well, it's whatever comes in the mail. You can get federal. Yeah, you but get you county. can tell whether it's federal or, or county. Oh, yeah, but I, but, I, but I mean, they, they, all, they all use the same lists. No. You know, it's everybody with a driver's license. No, I know. So, but, but it, what, I'm, what I'm saying is you, you, you don't show up if you have a real job because you can't. You know, so you just either dodge the summons. Or you, you make up a whole bunch of lies and excuses. Well, I went there last time and I sat. It was five years ago. I sat there for the day. For the day? Yeah. But if they told you you were going to be on for six weeks... Uh, oh, I'd make something up. Yeah, He's right. guilty. Yeah. <laughs> if it's Mark Ridley Thomas, he's double guilty. <laughs> That's the all-purpose. Although, wouldn't I want to be on that jury for Mark Ridley Thomas, you see? Nah. Uh, but you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. All right, so uh, we'll keep an eye on that. They just got the case. I doubt they'll have a verdict today, but who knows? Uh, Now we want to talk about, wow, this story is remarkable. Uh, A man who has become well-known at the Fresno County Jail was arrested 10 times in 31 days. And this picture, or rather this series of pictures from Fox 26 News up in the Central Valley, shows all of the, the mugshots of him. Beginning on uh, February 19th, the first arrest, where it, it almost looks like he grew hair because the picture on March 12th looks like he has a little more hair. Mm-hmm. But uh, did you see all the pictures? Yeah, of I him? did. I did. That's uh, quite a display. 38 year old Keith Chastain has been booked into Fresno County Jail 10 times in the last 31 days. Well, he's not a murderer, but it appears he's a car thief. Charges include stealing six vehicles, DUI, vandalism, fraud, 
possession of a controlled substance, and apparently the list goes on. Why are they Eight, eighteen felonies and fifteen misdemeanors? Well, why why are they bothering to arrest him if you're not going to put him away? Like, what is the point of this? Uh, if you've decided there, you're you're no longer jailing people. You're no but that's longer, a good trick because what, the person whose car got point? stolen. Because the person whose car got stolen. Oh, we arrested him. We got him. And then if they don't follow up, they don't know he, he got out like an hour later. <laughs> Would you make them feel good, right? I don't know. Listen to this quote by the Corporal uh, Meredith Alexander, Clovis Police Department. I don't know what is happening in his life to cause him <laughs> to steal so many people's vehicles and property. It's sad. I hope he gets some help. I mean, this is this is the a corporal in the police department talking it's a like very this. Very sympathetic person. This is Clovis. Yeah, I, I don't think a lot. I don't think a lot goes on in Clovis. So they're I not hope too he gets by... there. Is, there is no help for somebody who is compulsively stealing cars. Usually, you steal the cars and you, you know you, you you break off some of the parts and sell them. You fence but what's the, the parts. real point here? There's no consequences. He'll just yeah. keep doing it. You're going to release him in an hour or a day. You'll just keep stealing cars. And, and then the, maybe what, what's weird about this is he keeps getting caught. I mean, he's pretty bad. And then she get caught. And then she says, hope however long he stays in jail is out of our hands, but we will arrest him every day if we have to. Well, and says if the, if the public sees something, they should say something. If people don't call, we don't know. What's the point of us calling in? You're telling us he's going to get let out of jail right away. Well, what, what, why are we going to bother here? Here, take the car. Go ahead. What does it They're matter? They're saying that because none of these crimes are considered violent, they just keep releasing him because well, he's considered a low-level, non-violent offender. Well, that, we're back to that, that again. That's a ri ridiculous standard. It used to be called grand theft auto, and used to go, used to go. He to is charged with felonies. That. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But charged with felonies. Is he going to get uh, prosecuted for felonies? Is he going to get convicted of felonies? And then is he going to stay in prison for the felonies? There, there's like four steps here. The only thing I also don't know, he's 38, 10 times in 31 days. All right, what happened the rest of his life? How many times he's been arrested oh, before? Or Probably. He's, he's, stolen. he's just on a streak right now. He's stolen hundreds of times. And there's clearly something wrong with him if he's 38 years old and doing this. And and you just have you have to you have to give up on him. You have to give up on him. He's not a useful human being. There's no purpose having him in society. The other question I have is: Don't they have any decent anti theft devices with these cars up in Clovis? And it seems pretty easy for this guy to steal that many cars in a short period of time. I, yeah, I, I mean, how do you how do you even start modern cars? Uh, like an EV or a no? Well, I mean, I mean, because or even a push button ignition. Well, because it a, used to be you could you could uh, you know hire a car, right? And, right? Yeah. But everything's run with computers now, and has for for decades. That a guy like this has figured that out. They look at him. It looks like a mutant. He's got these ears sticking out. Yeah, and a bad beard. No, he's he's this definitely looks like an addict. He's he's dinged. There's something wrong there. <laughs> so has he? Unless are people leaving their keys in their cars? I, that extent. I, every once in a while, I do see that. I see somebody's car parked in front of a store, and it, the car's running, and there's nobody in it. I've seen it. People just think, oh, I'm only going in for a day to 20 seconds. I guess he's got all day to find that one. Yeah, I guess walk around and wait for it. You walk around long enough every day, you're going to find one car running. 
I don't think he has a lot to do. All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.